different part of the world. May the Lord bless you. And uh, we want to take this as an opportunity. Just want to thank everyone that you are streaming in for the services and the different people that give them um, the uh, response uh, for the word has been a preaching. And we heard a lot of um, uh, people has been really been blessed by the word. And so I just may the Lord bless you. That's all that we want to do. Let the word of God continually do this work. We know that we, can, we won't be able to um, stay in the congregation and the sanctuary and uh, to uh, uh, greet each other and uh, say amen to the word of God. But I trust uh, even when you are in your home, then you can still feel the presence of the Lord that are coming near to each one. And so I just wonder if we can just turn to the scripture directly. Uh, let's turn to First uh, King chapter 19. Last time uh, I was speaking on uh, arise and eat. So this morning I would speak, uh, just continue on this uh, subject, the still small voice when you are in your cave. So let's turn to the scripture chapter 19, uh, verse 9. And it came Caesar unto a cave and lodged there and behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, What dost thou hear, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thy altar, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I alone, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong winds rent the mountains, and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And it was so, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in this mantle. And went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What dost thou hear, Elijah? Let's bow our head. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, we know every occasion like this is uh, precious to us. Because, Lord, we know your presence was always followed us. I just ask you, Lord, you take the next few moments and speak the to your children's heart at it again. Lord, how our hearts are yearning to be a fellowship together, to sitting together, to worship you. But a situation wouldn't allow us to do that. But Lord, though everybody is in their home, in their room, and streaming the service, they can still feel your presence drawing nigh to them. Lord, we live in a special time. In a time is called very evil time. But also is God the prophet has called this the golden age that we are living in. Because this is the time, this is the season, this is the age that the Lord will come, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. We just ask you to take your humble servant and speak to our children again through your word to encourage us along the journey. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And the last time I was saying, when the Elijah, when he was ahead on the Mount Carmel experience, but right after that, you're going to expect, whenever you do something for the Lord, then the Satan is always around. Whenever you try to do things good for the Lord, you will find out that sometimes it backfired on you. It's not what you wanted, but that's what just the situation is. And so, and the brother Branham said, then what does thou hear? And he said, Elijah, who was trying with a heart in him of God, trying to show the people that God was still God, and he had backfired on him. You know, when you preached, uh, sometimes you preached uh, the word to the people, and it backfired on you. The reason is because the people don't want to believe it. And sometimes when you are uh, believe, it said, Lord, I believe the healing. But it seems like the healing doesn't come 
but it seems the situation just getting worse. And sometimes you're speaking about, uh, you know, Lord, this is a mighty God. He's a mighty deliverer. But it seems like the deliverance doesn't come, but the situation just worsens. Sometimes we feel like the things that what we're believing for, it just will get backfired on us. And we know that we live in the evil age. But you see, one of the age is getting more evil than ever. Though it seems like what we believe, it doesn't come to pass right now. But always let us understand and remember, God has His own time. God doing things in His own time. And the brother Bram said, and what hears thou, Elijah? He said, he only stirs up the evil, the devil. And the Elijah thought, surely that wicked woman could change her opinion. And sometimes we are looking forward for the situation to change. But you see, it in the, instead of it going good, but it's just going worse. You see that when you start to witness, and when you're going to the right thing, that uh, seems like it only stirred up the devil and just do more damage that to the kingdom, of, try to do the kingdom of God and do more harm to the believer. Yeah, but you see, if you don't testify, I know, I know that many times we find out when we start to testify for the Lord, it seems like the devil just stirred him, uh, stir him up more, even worse than before you testified. But you see, when those things have happened, if you don't testify, then he will jump on your neck and choke you to death. And the one way or another, the devil only got one purpose, and that purpose is to kill you. So, I'd rather to die, to stand firm on God's word, and to have a sure promise that God give us a resurrection, than die shamefully in the wilderness and in the lukewarm that in this little and age. And the brother Abraham said, the word here said out, Elijah. He said, uh, Elijah, he was uh, tired, and he was uh, worn out. And usually, when that takes place, after a great something, he said, watch for the enemy. When this, he said, when, when his nerves were all upset, upset, and he was just about to break, anyhow, to a breakdown, he said, it was then when Jezebel started to act it up. Satan always tried to seek the opportunity when you are in the most weakest moment, and he used that opportunity, try to come in. And he fell in like a flood. But the God has a promise to us. He said, when the Satan come like a flood, he said, God will lift up a standard to against him. And the brother Bramah said, but it goes to show that when God's doing something, Satan is always present to block it or to tear it down or do what he can to interrupt it. But you see, whenever things like this happened, it just makes us become more sure that whenever Satan is trying to against, that means that we write on the past, that we do the right thing. And when you start to standing, when you starting firm, stand firm on God's word, and you believe what God's word has said, though the situation become a contrary, but don't you fear, you're walking on the right path. You're doing the right thing, because if you don't do the right thing, how in the world Satan can attack you so much? If you don't do the right thing, how can Satan just blow his venomant on the believer? It's because that he was against. It's because he was doing everything that he can, try to stop the work of a God. That means we're walk on the right path. And even on this situation like that, that makes the people become weak. That makes the people, because you are fighting against the tide. You're fighting against Satan's work. And when a person is doing that, you find out we become weary. We become worn out. The things that we do, they just wear us, us down. It doesn't mean that we don't have a faith. We do have a faith to believe the word of God. But something just wear you down. Just make you become awake. That doesn't mean that you are not a believer. You are still a believer. You still believe in the word of a God. No matter what situation come or goes. But it just make your body become weary. Just make your mantle become weary. But in that weary sometime, God is opportunity. God is obligated to bring his strength to you. It's in those times that it's a God's duty that he will provide a shelter for you. And we look at it in the Bible. You can see that even in an Old Testament, 
when the Isaac, when he, uh, uh, the Abraham is going to uh, put him uh, uh, as a sacrifice, as uh, God has uh, commanded him to do. And Isaac and the bears of wood and Abraham got a knife and the fire that are in this hand. And Isaac said, he said, I saw the wood. He said, I saw uh, the fire. But uh, he asked his dad, he said, dad, but where is the sacrifice? And then Abraham said, God will provide himself a lamb. And that is at this time that God had given it to us. We saw the wood, we saw the fire, but where is the sacrifice? You see that Isaac, he buried his burden. He buried his wood on his back. And sometimes we feel we bear the burden. But you know the burden is actually drive you to God. But for a person sometimes we can only bear the burden so much. And that the burden weighed us down and weighed us down. And we ask, we saw the fire. We can see that the meetings is going on. We have a zealous for God. We have a passion for God. But when we're coming to a point, there is a most important thing that in our life, that is the Lord, where is the sacrificial lamb? That is the thing that we're really to be focused on. In a time of need, in a time of a trouble, in a some troublesome time that we're going through, we only desire one thing. Lord, where is the sacrificial lamb? Because it's the blood that covered us. It's the lamb that takes our sin. We need a shelter in this time. This is not a time to roll over and die. This is not at the time, just a, a whatever come or whatever just goes. No, this is the time to rise up and to fight it against. And by this time, when we become weak and when we become tired, and this is the time we need a sacrificial lamb. This is the time that we need a shelter that our Lord give it to us. And in the, in a message, what hears thou, Elijah? But Abraham said, I wonder if we the church hasn't listened to too much rushing winds and thunder and blood and lightning until we fail to hear that still small voice. And it's time to come back to that now. You know, in the Bible, they're talking about uh, when uh, Elijah was facing the persecution, facing the threatening from the uh, the woman Jezebel. But during that time, then uh, he started running away. Then the Lord provided a juniper tree and provided the food, the supernatural food in that season that to feed uh, 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 Elijah. But you see, Elijah needs something more. Though we understand the supernatural food that in that time has sustained Elijah day after day for 40 days that he was uh, walking in the wilderness. But Brother Bram said that even in that 40 days, he was wondering and he don't know where to go. He becomes so nervous and it seems like he just come to the point that he got a nervous breakdown. He just have to take the Lord in those times to bring himself even more closer to us. And that's why Elijah went into the cave. But that's the time the Lord will speak a personal, personally to a person. You see, we have been experiencing a wonderful time in the Lord. We've been experiencing Lord has a move and mightily that are among us. But God has to do something more deeper than just feed us. God has to do something more, just give us the word, than give us that we're coming to the church, and we're sitting at each pew. Now that every pew isn't empty, you're at home by yourself. But don't you worry, that is the time the Lord is going to make himself become a personal to you. If he cannot meet you over here, don't be just take that opportunity, get relaxed. Now is the time that you're in your bedroom, that in your living room, or in your kitchen, or whatever room that you are in, sit down or kneel down. Let the Lord speak personally to you. This is the wonderful opportunity. This is the golden age that we are living in. Brother Bramman said he was a sitting back in the cave, listening to all those things go by. And yet God was doing it. But he wants something better. Who burned the fire? God burned the fire. 
Who bring the storm? God bring the storm. Who bring the thundering, the flashing, the light, and then everything, the earthquake? God bring that. But Brother Bram said, God bring that is try to cut him, get attention. It's to catch his attention. Those things is to catch your attention. The things that we're going through, the virus that you're going through, we hear the news. So today is the, uh, you know, they got the news and tomorrow they got the news another. And today they got how many numbers was dead. Tomorrow they got a, it will have how many thousands was increased. But all of that is only to catch our attention, to ready for that still small voice to come unto us. So don't let us focus on the things that are on the outside. Don't let us focus on the things that are, what is the news has to tell us about. But focus on what is God want to bring it to us. That is the still small voice that He is going to give it to us. He said, Elijah, He wants something better. I wonder if the church of uh, Jesus Christ and in this age, the believers, if we want something that is better. That we have a healing service. We have an altar call. We can sit in our congregation. But God wants something deeper than that. That is a personal walk with our Lord. It's a, such a paradox. That a, you can get closer to God in a time like this. It's such a paradox. You can become a stronger than ever in a time like this. But this is the time to hear God's still small voice. Because at this time, all the other voice started to become a deadened. That his voice become increasing to you. That you let all the other voice that you depending on, those voice seems like just become a farther away. That your voice of a church become a farther away. The voice of a fellowship become a farther away. But a God's voice will become a still small voice resounding in your ear. This is the time to hear His voice. We're asking for a real God. We're asking for God with the skin on. And let me tell you, this is a perfect opportunity for Him to become a personal to you. And Brother Bram said, well, here's it now, Elijah. Brother Bram said, I love the church. He said, I love it so much. I'm jealous of it. He said, people think I'm fighting the church. I'm not. I'm only trying to point the church to a secret that they should know. Let's not go so much for the big things because they will fail. You know, we look at big things. We think big things to get it done. If we can, if we can have some grade five school, we'll have our school turn out this year. Did you see what a lot of religious schools are ready to close because of perversion, perverts, homosexuals in our schools? He said, what a people need today is not a colonizing and great move. We need God wants individual. God wants a, He wants to become a personal to us. He doesn't want to just a God as a general. He doesn't want to just a God as that you are buried in the church. He want to become a God that to the each person personally to you. He said, but God wants man to be individual. Like Elijah was. He was the only one left so far as he know. Elijah went through such a time that he filled himself. He said, Lord, I'm the only one here. Let me bring a point to you here. But he stood for the right principle. He stood for the things that is right. He said the noise and the shaking didn't bother him. He waited Till he heard that still small voice. Then he answered. You know in a time like this. When Elijah went into the, such a time. That uh, he was almost got a nervous breakdown. You know when you're coming to the nervous breakdown. When you become a tired. When you become a seems like a nobody around you. It seems like a, Lord I'm the only one here. I'm the only one that is left. But do you know God wants you to be like that? Do you know that is the God that purposely He pushed you to the point like that? The other day I was just a fellowship with Brother Tim. And when we we're fellowship, we're talking about the rapture. We're thinking, isn't this the perfect opportunity? Isn't this the perfect occasion for the rapturing to happen? If the rapture happened in this time, people don't even know us. We're at home. We're not in the church. The church was empty. 
They're probably going to empty it for months. But if this is the time for the rapture to happen, isn't this will be the perfect opportunity to do so? Because a lot of people in the home, if they mess, if they're gone, if they're uh, people don't even care about them. They don't even know they're one. They don't even know where they went. This is just as the things that is going on. The whole world is wanting to the evil. If this is the time, this is the perfect time to do it. But God has to put in a time for the rapture when He become a personal to us. When He become a personal to God, to us. Sometimes we feel, Lord, I'm the only one stand. But if I'm the only one stand, let me stand on the gospel. Lord, if I'm the only one goes to the rapture, Lord, if there's only one goes to the rapture, I am that one. Amen. Brother Bram said it will never help until God speaks individually to the human heart. The only thing that will change man. What will change the man? The only thing can change the man is not a healing service. It's not all the speaking in town. The only thing that can change in a man is a God speak individually to the human heart. God can speak to our ear, can resounding. God can speak to our mind, but God must have that still small voice do something special that speak personally to that person. Then he said that the only thing that will change man is the only thing that will make him Elijah. Wrap himself over his own face and walk into the presence of a God. He said the church needs a friend. That's the kind of a condition that what we want. But Ram said, Oh, we need to get back. Sit quiet and listen until something happens within us. A voice from heaven speaks. He said, Did you ever hear the daybreak? And yet it scatter all the darkness. And it's so silent. It don't even wake us up. But it scatters all the night. When we're thinking about God doing something, He must be in a big voice. When we're thinking God doing something, we're thinking it must be big songs that are coming. It must be a big meeting. It must be a big convention. It must be having a special speaker that will come and minister to us. It wouldn't, we wouldn't even think it would be in the scenario, in a situation, you know, in a one pulpit, an empty pew, that God can do something. But God can use this opportunity to do it in each individual's life. Even you feel nobody around, even you don't feel the roaring, amen and hallelujah, but God can still do something special that in your heart and in your life. We're thinking God can only save our family when we bring our family to the church. But God can save our family right where you're sitting at. You think God will not save our children if there's no young people around. But God can save our young people even when they're backside in their not all to be situation. But in your home, this can be done. Then he said, what Pentecostal church needs today is a day breaking. A placing of a day in that one they will stand still until God come into their heart, scatters the darkness. When God scatters the darkness, scatters the night, He doesn't use a big light and lightning. Lightning just a flashing, just a one lightning, just a, then the, the, the night to go into the darkness again. But when God brings the light, He brings the light gradually this morning. When I was awake up early, it was still very dark. But while I was lay on the bed, I was praying. I was looking at the window. And then I saw, before I know it, the dawn started coming. It's not something bright light all of a sudden that it coming. But it's while, you were, while I was in the prayer, I was just gradually, I saw the light start to breaking. A little bit more light. A little bit more light. A little bit more light. Before you know, the big sun starts to shining out. You know, when God doing things, He gradually doing it. You pray for your children. You pray for your family. You pray for yourself. 
God is doing things without you even knowing it. He's shining the light. His deliverance is not just coming all of the, not all the time coming is all of a sudden, but his deliverance is a gradually. It was a taking that you walk with the Lord. When Enoch walked with the Lord 300 years and he got to the acceptance from the Lord, the Lord just said, one more walk today. You don't have to go back home. You just come with me. Go to heaven. This is the time that we do the same thing. We don't expect it on a great big thing to happen, but we expect it day by day. Live day by day. Let a silent, let a silent light of God break the night. He said that we don't have to, he said that what we think if the night is being scattered, a little darkness somewhere, we have to tear the city up. We don't have to tear the city up. Stand still, he said, and know that I am God. Told Moses ordered him to stand still. Watch and see what I will do. It is not what you will do. It's not what he will do. But God said, watch what I will do. But all you need to know, all you need to do is looking forward to Him. Have expectation to Him. Say, the Lord, I'm looking forward to your move. Lord, I'm waiting for your move. And Lord, I know you are going to move. And then you watch and see what He will do. And the same message says, that's a wait till we hear from God. Till God speak to the heart. And we got a message. Something that... That that still small voice has changed every fiber of us. If the church and the layman and the ministers and the priests tonight would wait upon God in their cave. Somewhere until that happened. All denominational barriers will be broken down. And the men will be brothers. God waiting for us when we're in our cave. When you're in your room, in your house, sometimes you cannot even get it out. But don't you worry, that's the time that God said, you, know, you just wait until it happened. That is the time that Elijah has to wait. He waited when he was in the cave. And Brother Branham said he got a nervous breakdown. That he almost, he was just shivering. He just quivering in that. Ask the Lord to take his wife. But then God with the storm, God with the earthquake, God with the shaking is coming. But that doesn't attract Elijah. Elijah said, I know that. I experienced that. But Lord, I want something that's special. Something special is the still small voice that can change your whole thing. That can change your whole desire. When God is moving, that we need to follow. But when God is silent, we need to be certain of God. When God is moving mightily, we have to follow where He was going. But when God is silent and don't speak in a word, that is the time we need to wait and be certain of God. Wait is not means that we're just there and we don't know what to do. We know exactly what we need to do. All we need to do is waiting patiently to God's still small voice. And make Himself become a personally to us. Speak to our heart. This is the time that we need to, we need to be, be certain that God is. And I think that God, the, uh, the prophet is said to be certain of God. You know, when we're done everything that we could, we're flipping over every stone that in our past, see if there's anything that we've done wrong, then we repented. And after that, if God still keeps silent, he said, that's the time we need to be certain that he is a God. And he will answer in his time. Then Brother Bram said that we're nervous and upset, but they're still God's people. Just like Elijah was God's people, but he needed a cave experience. The prophet said that we have a miracle. We had the things that God has a, a man to wait. He's performing miracles. He never changed the country. He said the sin is in the rampage, worse than it ever was, and move right into the locks of the church. And it has torn it up. What did our miracle does? And what did our healing campaigns? I believe in divine healing, sure. But you can never major on a matter. Divine healing is minor. What could never major? We could never major on those things. He said that the church ought to be maturity. He said that what we need is to wait till we hear the voice of a God as individual. 
He said, every man and woman in this congregation, no matter if Jim Jones and the rest of them that's with you, if they don't do it, you do it anyhow. You pull yourself back in the cave and wait there until God speaks to you. He said, don't you move. He will do it. Then he said, God wants to attract his attention. So there was a great storm passed by and it ripped in a mountain. And then there came a still small voice and God was in the voice. God only used those voice to attract Elijah's attention. God only uses the different things that happen around us to catch our attention. But to catch our attention afterward is to make himself real. But give us a still small voice. Then when a still small voice come, he will say to you, this is the time that you need to refocus. This is the time that you need to rearrange your priority. This is the time that you need to repair your relationship with God. This is the time that you need to repair your relationship with your family. This is the time that God needs to be become a personally to each individual of us. This is the time to check our life before God, to tighten up and to gird our loin and to the looking forward to His coming. Then he said, brothers and sisters, he said, I've been back in the cave long enough. And you have to, to know that there has been a lot of earthquakes shaking around. A lot of noise and fusses and stews and things like that. Isn't that what we're hearing even in this time? And big meetings. But where's been God out of it? He said, there is a God, there's a God to come something deeper than the healing service. There's a God to some, Gotta come something deeper than the gift of speaking in town. There's a God to be something deeper than a rushing mighty wind. The wind went forth, but God wasn't in it. We had a rushing mighty wind all over the country and sensation and blood in the face and in the hand, all kinds of signs. But where is God? Where is God? Let me ask. God is in the still small voice. Though those things that belongs to God, though those things that God had printed to us, we saw the healing, we saw the miracle, we saw the wonderful preaching, wonderful word. But isn't this time that God said, I'm not in the, I, those things that was good, those things that was to catch your attention, but this is the time for me to be manifesting myself in the still small voice. That still small voice will change your desire. It will change your focus. It will change your every fiber that is in you. It has to be that a word become a personally to you. And now it's a perfect opportunity for the word to make itself real to you. Now you become a more, more, how to say it, irrelevant, more personal to me that I understand why I cast down but not destroy it. Now I start to understand and the word become more closer when a situation like this, we're perplexed, but we're not distracted. Now I start to understand though there's a trouble every side, but the Lord said, we're not distressed. This is the time the Lord make himself become a more reality to us. If we can let ourselves just give ourselves to him, and then you'll find out he become a more near to you. And now I understand why the Bible said we are perplexed, but not in despair. Now I understand why the Bible in the second Corinthians four and I said persecuted, but not forsaken. All this word become a real to us. Why? Because now is the time for that still small voice to make his word become a reality to you. And now this message has become more precious than ever. Then the word said, but if a man has ever had experience where you met God, he said, all the theologians in the world could never take that experience away from you. You met God face to face and you know what you are talking about. Then he said, you know what? It isn't a little rippling pool that makes a lot of noise 
that reflects the stars of heaven. It's a little pool that's deep, sound, quiet, that reflects the stars. All these things are God's way of doing it. You know, it's a little pool that is a quiet and it's a still reflects the star. It's God to make himself more personal to a person is when we're in our quiet time. When we're on our knee. When all the outer voices become a dead end. Then he draws near to you. The prophet said God has attracted attention of Elijah. He said that Elijah represents the church. He was making him listen. And then Brother Bremen talking about the cloud picture. And most of us probably know that. He said he looks like a horrible, that a picture, picture of a cloud. He said when you look at it, it looks like a big mass of a clouds all weighted together. And it looks like a horrible thing. But he said as you get closer to it, closer you get, you find out that it's not clouds. It's angels' whims beating together, rejoicing the praising of God. It depends on what are we looking. If we just look at the cloud picture, it seems like the so angry cloud. It seems like it's so all weighted. The dark cloud is there. But if you're getting closer to it, you'll find out it's not just a cloud, but that's the place where the angel beating their wind together and praising God. It's time for us to look closer into the Word of God. It's not just over it. It's not just a, we come to the church that we can listen in and go home and just forget about it. But now you have more time. You can look closer to the Word of God. When a different situation rises up, when the things rise up to against you, when you become weary, when you become worn out, when you become lonely as at home, now is the time to look into the Word of God. That the Word of God will become more closer to you. Then you will find out it's not just a cloud, it's not just a situation, but it's in this situation, it's in time like this, God said to you, I want to go into you. I want to be closer to you. I want you to look into me more closer than ever. You used to be just a look at me, just over, just a past it, but now I give you time. I want to make myself more personally so you can look into me. Look into me in more detail. Look into me in more more personal. Then I said, but if you just get closer to it, get into it, you'll find out the closer you get, the more real it becomes. And that still small voice of a God brings out the angelic part of a God and it speaks to his people. It's not as rough as it looks like it is. It's the glory of a God. But you are standing off. Look at it. This is the time not to look off from afar. But this is the time for you to get into it. Get into the word of a God. Get into the message of this hour that we consider. We said it's a precious, but this is the time for we to act upon what we have to declare. This is the time where we look into that. This is the time that God makes a still small voice to manifest himself in that. The prophet said that that's the way the word of a God is. That's the way the promise of a God is. It isn't to stand off at one side and say, oh, there is nothing to it. Get down on your knee one time and look up to it and you will see all together a different picture. You will hear something speaks to you through that word that you just pick it up and say, oh, it's just a word and it rolls on the paper. And it's not just the word that rolls on the paper. It becomes a personal experience to you. It's time like this. The word of a God has become a precious. You said, yeah, I'm staying at home. It seems like I have nothing to do. Do you realize you are going to a greatest battle again? You know, the greatest, the battle has happened, the war has happened in heaven. And that become a, that the battle become a life and death. And that the battle is a fault. Used to be a fault in heaven. But then the battle, the war, Far down on earth. And if you find out that the battle is a fat and fought in the church. But now 
the battleground moved to your home. And in your mind, the Satan, he tried to move his battleground then to your home. Then he separates you from the church. Separates you from the pastors. Separates you from a fellowship. Separates you from the encouragement that face to face with the believer. It seems like Satan is gaining ground all the time. That has to push you to the corner. And you can almost feel the hot air that a, like a hunting dog. I try to hunt you down. But let me end up here. Wrap it up with you. Give you the words that a prophet has said. He said, now please understand that Jesus Christ, God's son, is a parent. Not because he has to, but because he promised he would do it. It's not he must do it. It's not all I have to do it. He's willing to do it, but it's because he promised he has to do it. He promised he would do it. He said it is to fulfill his word to the Gentile people. God has to fulfill his word. Whenever he says something, he must fulfill. If he said, I will never forsake you, he must fulfill that. If he said, I will take the captivity out of prison, he has to fulfill that. He said that the day is finishing. The sun is setting. It will be over soon. Let us enjoy the blessing of the Lord. Someday, you who are Christian are going to a place where you will never have to be old. Never have to be sick. Never have to die. What a beautiful place the Lord has promised us to. And this word has become so personal to us now. Become so close to us now. This is the time for myself. I don't know about you. I'm yearning and longing for that land to be on the river more than ever. When you saw we're living in this pasta house, it make my heart yearning and desiring and longing for that father's house that he prepared for us. We're getting old. We're at home. And we we cannot see each other. And it seems like it's just bad news upon bad news. Think about it. This is only March. And how many things that we have experienced just in the last few months, time after time, things after thing, just a power upon power. It seems like the Satan is gaining ground, gaining ground. But don't you worry. God has said in the blind of Bartimaeus, He said, what is it? Death set in. It keeps pushing you to the corner, one to another. It will get you after a while. But don't you worry. But it can hurt you. Those things that might sound so big, those um, demons that are in front of you might sound, might look like a monster, but the prophet said, don't you worry, it can't hurt you. In another word, it's just a big shadow. That a big shadow doesn't hurt you. It is just something that is the blood. Satan, God has a chin on you. They said, but it can't hurt you. He can only threaten you. He can only make the bad news upon bad news and different things that try to scare you. But the prophet said, in the resurrection, everything that ever represented a death will be done away with. And as in a soul, he said, you in this life are the negatives. If this earthly tabernacle be dissolved, we have one already waiting. So it's that one that is oppressing this negative groaning in the spirit to be close upon with immortality. Let me ask you, do you have the long, deep desire that in your heart, Lord, deliver me from this pastor house. Lord, deliver me from this earthly body. That means that there's another body was pressing down. He's getting closer and closer. This is only negative, but a positive is getting closer and closer. Why? When those storms come, when those earthquakes come. But in that, and Elijah doesn't listen to that. He knows there must be a still small voice is coming. 
And this is the time God made his still small voice become more closer than ever to you. He was telling you, he is telling you, your Stephanie body is drawing closer. That body that what you're waiting for to be closer on is getting closer and closer than ever. When God become a closer, then he uses a still small voice to speak to you. And then when that body is getting closer, is oppressing this negative. And his body, in this body, was groaning. Because of when my rescue come, I cry even louder. You will find out when the people in the distress, when they don't see any rescue come, they keep quiet. They want to preserve their strength. But when they saw, if there's a rescue team coming, they were flared up, all the smoke, all the fire. They were screaming on the top of their voice. They were blowing the whistle. Why? Because they saw the rescue is coming. When we hear that still small voice, that means our rescue is coming. You are weary, you are weak, but your rescue is on its way. Then he was telling you, your body is coming to meet you. And we're yearning to be close along. And our close is not far from us. There's got to be a deep calling to the deep before there can be a deep to respond. And that's the body sitting on her waiting for this to live here. Let me read it again. And that's that body sitting yonder waiting for this to leave here to say goodbye here and to say good morning there. Let me say to the bride of Jesus Christ, it's time for us to say goodbye here and to say good morning there. This is time for us to say goodbye world, but good morning another world. That has to say goodbye. There's a filthy, there's an earthly body. But good morning to my new body that is coming to pick me up. Oh, then you can look death in the face. You can look worry in the face. You can look at anything and say, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus. God made a promise. He that hears my words. And believe on him that sent me has everlasting life. He that eats my flesh and drink my blood has eternal life. Have you eating and drinking the flesh of a son of a man? Have you eating and drinking the word of the bleeding word in this hour? Then if you have eating, then you have a pass from death to life. I will raise him up at the last day. Why, sure, God promised it. It's a promise. It cannot fail. God swear by the oath. He will do it. Amen. That settles it. That is the word of God has said to us. There's nothing need to be worried about. This is the time that we pull back to our cave. This is the time for us to lift up our head. And know that our redemption is a drawing nigh. This is the time not to relax. This is the time not to just lay back. This is not a time to roll over and die. But this is the time for to rise up, eat, and leave. How we thank you to the Lord. How we love you, dear sons. I cannot see your face. But I can imagine that you're sitting in your pew. Sitting in your chairs. And say amen to the word of God. Don't just say amen. Just rise up by faith and say, Lord, you're coming for me. I'm going to meet you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we commit everything to the Lord and know God has a promise and he will fulfill. I'll give the service to Brother Tim. Ask him to pray and let the Lord be with every one of you until we see you one more time.
Praise the Lord. Well, you can tell by what just happened that we have a very skeleton crew here this morning. And uh, we've just heard the word of God. And I was thinking as Brother Murphy was ministering, uh, as he's ministering about family and he's ministering about being in your home. And I was thinking about the trustees. I was thinking about you trustees and you deacons in the church. And I was thinking about you people at home gathered with your family. Brother Murphy's here. He couldn't be gathered with his family but he's here in service. I'm here. I'd rather be home with my family. But I was praying this morning, Lord, we've come to serve you. We've come to get your word out. May you anoint Brother Murphy. And I believe the Lord did anoint Brother Murphy. And now as we're going to close in prayer in these final moments of this uh, of this streamed and, and recorded service, why don't you just bow your heads at home and we'll bow our heads here. Maybe somebody needs... Uh, they heard the word this morning and God is speaking to them. You just need to be free from the world. You just need to be free from the devil's hold in your life. Why don't you hold that in your heart this morning? And maybe there's somebody that that's battling their sickness, but, but God is your strength and his strength is made perfect in your weakness and he's your healer. He's the God that heals all of our sicknesses and diseases. We can't have an altar call. We can't have a prayer line, but we can have prayer here now and our, unite our hearts in faith together as we pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful for this time that, Lord, we could be gathered together in that provided place of worship in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, you have provided it for us, O oh Lord, that we could walk in a light, a revelation in these last days, and we can come to you with faith. Knowing, Lord, you're not bound to a building. You're not bound to a priest or a minister. You're not uh, all uh, wrapped up in an individual, Lord. But you come to every individual, Lord. You do hear those that are of a broken and a contrite heart, the scripture says. You draw nigh unto them, O God. Lord, there might be some needy that are uh, that are watching this morning, Lord. There might be a sick person that says, Lord, I need you to touch you. Fa- touch you father may your healing virtue that was loosed at calvary may it come upon bodies this morning delivering them from sickness delivering them oh god from weakness oh lord maybe there be somebody this morning sitting with their family that knows they're not right with god as brother murphy would say not in their ought to be condition lord i pray in the name of jesus christ that they will open their hearts and say jesus you are my savior I accept you in all that you are. And may you pour in life and pour in revelation and pour in quickening power. And Lord, make your word alive in that individual and let the life, the token of the hour come on display in that life, Lord. We commit ourselves to you. We commit these words to you. We believe, oh God, as we approach the days ahead, we don't know what will unfold in the days ahead. But Lord, you know. And we commit our ways to you, Father. Believing, Lord, that you, as you have promised, do appoint the footsteps of the righteous. Be with us, Lord. We're not uh, as free as we used to be. We're not, Lord, as, as able as we used to be to encourage one another. But I pray that through the ministry of the word this morning, that every son and daughter of God would be encouraged. May you bless and strengthen your church. We commit this service to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Just want to thank you, everyone, for joining us this morning. And we certainly feel your pull. I could see Brother Murphy felt your pull on the internet and and certainly the very few and there's less than 10 of us in the building this morning so the very few of us that are here uh we certainly enjoyed the presence of the lord as i trust you did too god bless you the next service will be wednesday night we've changed the time it's now at 7 30 on wednesday night god bless you